This is Dan Fleisch, and this is the third podcast for Section 2.1 of A Student's Guide to Maxwell's Equations. This podcast is about the magnetic flux through a closed surface, and the relevant section of the text begins on page 48. Remember, the flux of a vector field is a way of characterizing how much of that field goes through a given surface. You'll often find the word flow associated with this. For example, in the first paragraph on page 48, I say you can think of flux as the amount of magnetic field flowing through the surface. Once again, the usual caveat applies. Nothing is actually moving in the magnetostatic field. We're simply using flow as an analogy to fluid flow in which the flux would characterize the amount of material moving through an area. How you calculate the magnetic flux through a given area depends on the situation. If the magnetic field is uniform and perpendicular to the surface, you can use the simplest of the relations, that is 2.3 on page 48, which says that the magnetic flux phi sub b is simply the magnitude of the magnetic field times the surface area. If the magnetic field is uniform over the area but not perpendicular, that is, it is at some angle, then you need to use 2.4, which says that phi sub b, the magnetic flux, is b dot n hat times the surface area. That is, the component of b along the direction normal to the surface area times the surface area. And finally, in the most general case, if the magnetic field is not uniform, that is, if it's different at one part of the area than another, and it's at a variable angle to the area, then you have to use equation 2.5, which says the magnetic flux phi sub b is the integral over the surface of b dot n hat dA. As you can tell from any of these relations, magnetic flux is a scalar quantity, that is, the magnetic field is a vector, and the normal direction to the surface is a vector, but when you take the dot product, you end up with a scalar. So magnetic flux has a magnitude but no direction, and as it says in the paragraph after equation 2.5, the units of flux, which you can see must be equal to Tesla's times square meters, have been designated Weber's, abbreviated WB. And, just as in the case of electric flux, you can think of magnetic flux as the number of magnetic field lines that penetrate the surface. Whenever you consider field lines, of course, you need to remember they are actually only representing the field. The field exists even in between the lines. That is, it is continuous in space. And how many field lines you draw to represent a given strength field is up to you. You just have to be sure that once you establish a certain correspondence between number of field lines and field strength, you maintain that throughout your diagram. And when you think about magnetic flux through a closed surface, it's very important to remember that magnetic flux can be positive or negative. And the convention is, for a closed surface, outward flux is considered positive and inward flux is considered negative. You can tell that by virtue of the fact that the unit normal vector n hat points away from the enclosed volume. So b dot n hat is going to be a positive number when you take the cosine of the angle between b and n hat. If it's between 0 and 90 degrees, you get a positive number. So outward flux is positive, inward flux is negative. And of course, if you have equal amounts of outward and inward flux, the total flux will be 0. That's especially relevant for the magnetic field because, of course, magnetic field lines loop back on themselves. That means, unlike the electrostatic field, which originates on positive charge and terminates on negative charge, these lines are continuous. So if you imagine putting a closed surface in any of the magnetic fields shown in figure 2.1, you'll see that since magnetic field lines are continuous, any field lines that go in must also come out. 
Now, if you look at the bar magnet in figure 2.1, you might say, well, what if I draw my closed surface around only the North Pole or only the South Pole? You have to remember the field lines are continuous. That's why in this section on page 49, I show the magnetic field of a bar magnet where you can actually see what's going on inside the material of the magnet as well. In figure 2.3, I put a variety of shapes. Those are supposed to represent the slice through a closed surface. And as you can see, no matter what shape or size I pick or where I put it in the field, as many magnetic field lines come out as went in. They have to because they loop back on themselves. So even if I draw it around only the north or only the south pole, the total magnetic flux through that closed surface must be zero. And that's really the essence of Gauss's law for magnetic fields. The only way to have a field line entering an enclosed volume and not leaving it is to have that field line terminate within the volume. Likewise, the only way to have it leave an enclosed volume without going into the enclosed volume is to have it originate within that volume. Since magnetic fields don't do that, they don't have origination and termination points, any field line that goes into an enclosed volume must also come out. Therefore, the total magnetic flux through any closed surface is always zero. There are some examples of how to apply that law at the end of this section.